Hi, room 19. I'm going to read chapter 16 of the Pinderwicks, uh, at least part of it. This is called The Runaway. And um, let me know if you're actually listening to this. I don't know if I'm just making this and no one's listening to it or are people actually listening to it. Um, I'd like to know. Okay, let's begin. Sky was lying on her Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday bed, listening to the opera music coming through the floor from her father's room right below hers. A man was singing in Italian. Sky thought, he sounded awfully sad. Come se parella, esta danza e muta e bella. Sky wasn't crazy about opera. All that screeching. And why couldn't people sing in English was beyond her. But her mother had loved it. Daddy must have been thinking about her, Sky thought, and wished for the tenth time she socked Mrs. Tifton in the nose when she had the chance. Anyone would say those things about Elizabeth Penderwick deserved a broken nose. Then Sky reminded herself, also, for the tenth time, that she shouldn't be fantasizing about socking Mrs. Tifton. Yelling at her was bad enough. She sat up and swung her arms around wildly. This controlling her temper wasn't going to be easy. The music stopped. A few, a few more minutes, and her father would go to sleep. And then she and Jane could finally go and see Jeffrey. Sky got off the bed and looked out the window. There was plenty of moonlight. She and Jane wouldn't have any trouble climbing the rope ladder tonight. But what was that? Someone or something was moving through the trees. Was it Hound? No. Hound was asleep in Batty's room. Sky strained to see through the shadows. There it was again. It looked like a person, but an odd shape. A hunchback? Who was it? And now he was lifting something up. Twonk! A rubber-tipped arrow hit the screen right in front of her face. Jeffrey? She called softly. Jeffrey stepped out into the moonlight. He was wearing his camouflage hat and his backpack and was carrying a bow. Let me in. I'll be right down. Sky ran out of her room and down the hall to Rosalind's room. Rosalind peeked out. Ready to go? Change of plans. Emergency moops. Your room. Back in a minute. Sky whispered. Then she went quietly down the steps out the front door. What are you doing here? We're just about to come see you. I'm running away. Jeffrey put down the bow. Are you nuts? If you'd seen Pensy. Oh, Jeffrey. Sky felt like crying which never happened to her. This is all my fault. I never should have said those things to your mother. Didn't Churchy give you my message? It wasn't your fault. Besides, he looked down at the ground and shuffled his feet. You stood up for yourself. You have courage. It's not courage. It's just temper. He looked up again. It is courage. But let's not argue. I want to tell you and your sisters what happened in Pennsylvania and where I'm going. Can I come in? Skye took his hand, and together they crept back into the house and up the stairs to Rosalind's room. Rosalind and Jane were sitting on the bed, waiting for the moops to begin. They weren't expecting Skye to have someone with her. Jeffrey, said Rosalind. 
He's running away, said Skye. Oh, dear, oh, dear, said Jane. Jeffrey, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Pensy. Wait a minute, Jeffrey, said Rosalind. We'd better make this official, just in case you tell us anything. We have to keep a secret. Do you mind waiting out in the hall for a minute? He doesn't have to. He already knows about the Pinderwick family honor, said Jane. We told him after we rescued Batty from the uh, rosebush, said Skye. All those thorns, said Jane. All right, said Rosalind, looking from one fibber to the other. Then let's get started. Moops, come to order. The closet door swung open, and out sprang Hound, his tail wagging furiously. He jumped on Geoffrey and licked his face. Next through came Batty in her pajamas, holding Funty. You woke up Hound, she said. Hi, Geoffrey. Hi, Batty. Where are your wings? I'd take them off to sleep, silly. Batty, go back to bed, said Skye. No, she said, cuddling up next to Rosalind. I'd like her to stay if it's all right, said Geoffrey. Batty, you have to be really, really quiet, said Rosalind. You too, Hound. Hound flopped onto the floor with a grunt. Geoffrey took off his backpack and settled down next to Hound. Ready, everyone? said Rosalind. Uh, emergency moops. Uh, no, um, mops. Come to order. Second the motion, said Skye. Third it, said Jane. Fourth, said Batty. All swear to keep secret what is here, said here, even from Daddy. Unless you think someone might do something truly bad, said Rosalind. And she held out her fist. Skye put her fist on top of Rosalind's. Jane put hers on top of Skye's. And Batty put hers on top of Jane's. You too, said Rosalind to Geoffrey. And he put his fist on top of Batty's. This I swear by the Pinderwick family honor, they all said, then broke their fists apart. Now, Geoffrey, tell us everything from the beginning, said Rosalind. It started yesterday, when Mother was furious at me because... She looked at Skye. I told them, she said. Well, because of what happened in the music room. She was so angry she could barely talk to me. She just sent me to my room and told me to wait there. So I started playing the piano, and the next thing I know, Mother's barging in, telling me to pack an overnight bag, and that I should include a suit and tie, because we were going to Pensy for an interview. An interview just like that, all of a sudden. I got really upset and tried to tell her about not wanting to go to Pensy. But she wouldn't listen. She just said that brought all this on myself and told me to hurry up with the packing. And then she ordered me downstairs and into Dexter's car, and we all started driving towards Pennsylvania. The sisters shivered. For the rest of their lives, they would not be wanting to do anything with that state. When we got there, we stayed in a hotel, and that was sort of okay because I had my own room, and there was a great old black-and-white movie on television. It was called To Kill a Mockingbird. Jeffrey stopped and looked like he was remembering the movie. Anyway, the next morning they took me to Pensy. It was even more horrible than I thought it'd be. Everyone was frowning and saluting and marching around with rifles. I had an interview with Major Somebody, who served under my grandfather in Vietnam. 
And all I could talk about was how my grandfather was his idol. When he asked me why I wanted to go to Pensy, I told him it was the last place in the world I wanted to go. And he just laughed and patted me on my shoulder. And I, he said I'd feel different after I lived in a real soldier for a few weeks. After that, we went to lunch, Dexter, mother, and me. And they told me I would be starting at Pensy in three weeks. Old Dexter tried to make it sound all terrific. He kept saying how grateful I should be that my mother wanted to send me to such a good school. When he finally shut up, I tried to tell mother how much I hated Pensy and how going there would make me miserable. But she just cut me off again and said that a little discipline never harmed anyone, especially boys who've been associating with the wrong kind of people. Sorry, I should have left that part out. Eh, don't worry about it, said Rosalind. I'm proud to be with the wrong kind of people, said Jane. Me too, said Batty. So's Hound. What happened next, Skye? What happened next, said Skye. We drove back home with Dexter going on and on about all the rich families that send their sons to Pensy and how this golf course across the street from the school and I'd be able to use my spare time playing golf and mother agreeing with him and saying how she was sure I'd love it. And when I got settled in, I didn't say a word, not a word, the whole ride home. I just sat in the back seat and planned how I was going to run away. Jeffrey rubbed his eyes hard and then started talking again very quickly. And that's what I did. I went to my room, pretending like everything was okay, and got ready to leave. I put their golf bag under the covers of my bed so that if Mother looks in, she'll think I'm asleep. Then I climbed down the rope ladder and came over here to say goodbye. I'll sleep tonight under Harry's tomato stand. When Harry shows up in the morning, I'll ask him to drive me to the bus station. Sky broke in. But where are you going? Boston. Churchy's daughter lives there, and she'll let me stay with her for a while. I know she will. I'll go to public school, and I'll get a job teaching little kids to play the piano so I can pay for classes at the New England Conservatory of Music I told you all about. Don't laugh. We're not laughing, said Rosalind. Because it's not as crazy as it sounds. If Church's daughter can keep me, I'd have some distant cousins in Boston that mother hasn't spoken to in years. Maybe when they find out that she's not speaking to me either, they'd like me and take me in until I'm a little older. I've got my birthday money still, which will pay for my bus ticket. Plus, I've got these. Jeffrey opened his backpack, pulled out several slim leather bound books, and opened one. It was filled with unfamiliar-looking coins. My grandfather collected rare coins and gave them to me before he died. I think they're worth a lot. I should be able to sell them in Boston, right? Right, said Jane. And besides, maybe I'll find my... He stopped all of a sudden, very busy petting Hound's ears. Your what? asked Batty. For a long while, there was no sound in the room except Hound's happy panting. I think he means his father, said Skye finally. Jeffrey stared defiantly around the circle of sisters. Mother first met him in Boston, you know. He might still be there. And it's true that I don't know his last name. But I don't look anything like mother or grandfather either. 
no matter what mother says. So I must look like my father. And then maybe I'll pass him on a street one day and he'll recognize me and I'll recognize him. It's not impossible. Of course not, said Jane. The gods of fate may be kind. Jeffrey gave her a grateful smile. That's what I thought. Well, said Rosalind, and I'll go with you to keep you company until until Boston, said Jane. Then I can get the bus back to Cameron and meet Daddy and everyone, everybody day after tomorrow when they go home. What? said Skye. I'm older. If anyone goes, it's me. Order, said Rosalind. I call dibs on it, said Jane. Can I go too, said Batty. Order, come to order. Rosalind pounded her fist into the bed. Okay, stop there. So we're in the middle of chapter 16. And next time, we'll find out if Jeffrey is really going to run away. And are the sisters going to help him or not? Okay, um, I'll read more tomorrow. Bye.